The soup that makes you come. No, George isn't here. We can't do this. Eat Something this. Try not to come. in the soup. <laughs> it's on the menu. Kids can't listen to this podcast now. And I think kids are listening to this podcast. Kids have never like... listened to this podcast. Not one yes, child. Good. I hope. It's written on the menu, though. It's like... Uh, try not to come soup, and you're like, it's not that. Good. <laughs> we also have a kid good. serving of the try not to come soup. And then there are people who are just like uh, putting putting bills on the table and quietly getting up to leave afterwards. <laughs> yes, they say nothing. <laughs> just walk out. <laughs> hey, lots of people are going to the try not to come soup restaurant. <laughs> Don't let your wife see you eating this soup. If you're 25 and own a computer, you have to play this. Soup. You won't last five minutes. If I eat the cum soup, is that cheating on my girlfriend? Only if you swallow. Can you get pregnant from cum soup? <laughs> How are you eating it, lady? <laughs> Unfortunately, this is very good, and I have to lead into the episode. Uh, later, there's. Wait, hold on. How does it no, joke? No. <laughs> uh, hold on. Wait, what do you think? All right, I'm going to let him work go? on this. Yeah, uh, are you looking for a, there's a fly in my soup? Yeah, what's the What's the joke? Later, there's a fly in my soup. Later, there's a cum in my soup? No, later, what's this fly doing in my soup? And then the guy says, the backstroke. Oh. So how do we fix course, that into this context? Wait, what's this cum doing in my suit? The backstroke. <laughs> uh, I don't know. No, that's too good. Hey, you know what they call it when um <laughs> you have to use a napkin when you're eating cum soup? What? A facial. <laughs> All napkins are facial napkins. I don't know. I I don't know, man. (laughs) I feel like you're on a roll for all. All right, wait. You want to hear my other one? Oh, I already tweeted this, so you might have seen it. When when a cum joke is too on the nose, you call it a facial. (laughs) Did you block mom yet? (laughs) Uh, No, I don't know if she saw that one. (laughs) I just kind of mask off. Just kind of went uh, (laughs) bizarre. Like I just realized that she could see all my likes a little bit ago. Oh, yeah, I am, I'll, like, I am block not, people. I have, I have no fear when it comes to uh, likes anymore. Uh, no, I, I but, fear. That's why I made a second account for that. But um, I, I have no fear when it comes to likes. However, when it comes to, um, like, things I actually tweet, I try to, like, I, I don't, I'm not tweeting about my dick and balls, you know? Like, uh, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> even if I have a really good joke about the democrats you know i still don't tweet about my dick and balls <laughs> no my thing is even half if i of have my a twitter really t- good joke <laughs> about the economy i don't mention my dick and balls even if i like look even if it's like a banger <laughs> i still don't tweet about my dick and balls even, even if, if i like, have a really good joke about my dick and balls i don't tweet <laughs> about the democrats yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's true though. That's how. That's like how I have to be. I don't understand. <laughs> I like it. It's a great punchline about Chuck Schumer, Schumer, and my dick involved. But I can't tweet it because my mom follows me on Twitter. Look, listen. I'll say two things: Chuck Schumer, my dick involves. That's all I'll say. <laughs> you can put together the rest. You know what I'm talking. How long about. is this lead in? 
Really <laughs> well. It's like it's like, ten, it's like it's like ten minutes, and the episode's not gonna be that long. <laughs> All right. I guess we'll have to start with the cum soup. It's a good appetizer. Uh, waiter, yeah, I know. I, I usually go for the salad, but this this time I was thinking. <laughs> Welcome to the Cathedral of Shadows, where demons gather. Yes. <laughs> I guess I really don't care if it's Welcome dangerous or not. To another. Please don't listen to this. Your soul depends on it. Hell of Scream Monster Terror Sodes of Fright. Three. Killage. Now, this Mommy is a said. special terror episode, uh, <laughs> one that we haven't done in, in a little while. Uh, that is about something from childhood. This is about a, not a, necessarily a horror movie or something that is directly spooky, but something that is meant to scare those of a younger generation. And this was on when we were all children. That is Are You Afraid of the Dark, the uh, late 90s Nickelodeon TV show, live action, where a bunch of uh, actors would sit around in front of a fire a campfire and tell scary stories to each other. I say scary mm. and heavy quotes about there. Much but like the thing show. is, it still ended up giving people nightmares. You know, they, they moved it to later time slots. So that kids did have trouble with it from time to time. And I think that its comparisons to other scary media and anthology horror of the time definitely shine through. And I, I, I want to uh, I want to say that Seb was the one who pushed us for that. But I yeah. should... Or Seb, or the creator... Of the tale of the gruesome gourmets. Ooh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't actually cook any food, so it would probably be very gruesome if it. I did. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, that's me. I'm Seb. I can't cook. I make gruesome gourmets. There you go. More succinct. Uh, and then, speaking right now, we have my other co-host... We have Cam, the creator of The Tale of the Room for Rent, which I found very funny as it's such an, it's such a, an innocuous title that has nothing scary about it. No, that's good. It's, it's the lower grade of uh, Family Moves Into a Haunted House, which is like 100 different uh, horror movies. But Can you imagine if you moved into a fucking apartment and like the rent was like just something, you barely something you could afford, and then it's haunted on top of that? Yeah, you would just and leave. You call yeah. your, you call your well, landlord you're and you're like, hey, can you fix the ghost? And he's like, no. <laughs> no. Sorry. Or it's really cheap, so you just put up with the ghost. Yeah. You're like, I couldn't get anything better. Hey, uh, check out the movie The Sentinel. It's a 1970 mm. horror movie that I think is basically this. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just started um, the new Haunting of Hill House season. It's called something else. Uh, Haunting keep... of Bly Manor. Bly Manor. I keep calling it Bay Ridge, and I don't know why I keep why? doing that. Like, is Bay Ridge somewhere nearby, or is there a movie? I am your host, uh, the creator of the tale of the ghastly grinner, because I'm the damn Joker in here. Whoa, he's Nick. been Jokerified. It's <laughs> the I scariest thing okay. It is the scariest thing. Uh, that one I act- is actually about a comic book villain that comes to life, and I do enjoy it. The ghastly um, grinner? The ghastly grinner. Um, but we uh, watched a couple of episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark, and this show... This show um, aired from ninety. It aired from. Uh, it aired from 
91 to 96, which yep. is a pretty long run for a live-action wow. kids' TV yeah, show. Yeah, and there were definitely lots and lots of reruns um, later on. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually had a comeback. Uh, it had a comeback twice. It had The first comeback was in 99, and uh, they did 99-2000 as, like, two more seasons. And then last year they did another comeback. Wow. Yeah, and they're yeah, um, they've got, like, a before. special three-part... Um, Thing, the tale of the silver sight which started in 2000 yeah that's like their it's the tv movie yeah it's, it's a tv episodes. movie very cool um but yeah they have something yeah, going it, on right now but um the, the midnight society is a bunch of kids who meet around a campfire and they tell each other spooky stories and i like the meta of the meta fiction of this because it means that you get um like you know, uh, your stories weren't that good last time, or I don't know if we want to let invite somebody else to our little club because yeah, good I think book that, ending on, like, I think the that their story is gonna fucking suck. Yeah, that was part, one of my favorite parts of watching this was those those segments. I really liked the idea that Absolutely. they all got together, and when they bring a new kid in, they put a bag over his head so he doesn't know where to find them. If yeah, they don't like him, and they just yeah, because if he's yeah, you got to get an it. approval, I guess, for your first story. Must be unanimous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and then you can be part of the midnight society but mm. um yeah so basically um those those little bits while they're endearing are not the bulk of the episode um the bulk of the episodes are um the actual story um and i feel like some some of the characters tend to tell certain types of stories or they try to spin it that way anyway um but they're all kind of campy goofy a lot of time but I think this series kind of branded itself as being a little bit more mature than, like, Goosebumps. Not that it was really very Absolutely. much better acted, but I think the kids were just a little bit older. Um, and yeah, it, that's something big yeah. I want to talk about is because I didn't yeah. think, and I think it, it was, was much more mature than Goosebumps. It wasn't, I but I think it's with. less, yeah, I think it's less of, like werewolves vampires spooky monsters a lot of time it, no it's more with um <laughs> it's definitely more like an abstract thing like the cook is is <clears throat> stealing fear from people to make his soup with or the, with um, a gargoyle <laughs> yeah with a with a talisman gargoyle um or like you know other stuff like people are turning into dolls by going into this dollhouse um less of the, the like you know, big monsters and more um, hmm. weird things, I guess. Yeah. So I um, watched three this isn't, yeah, different this isn't types kind of, of media with dollhouses, three horror media <laughs> with dollhouses in in oh, this week. Yeah. I watched the Creepshow, 2019 Creepshow TV series that had an episode about a dollhouse. I watched... Um, this, which had an episode about a dollhouse, and then the new um, Haunting of Hill House uh, has a, a dollhouse theme to it. Oh. So I'm like, what's with all the dolls? Hmm. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, I guess people who I think had you're dolls cursed. started to be, get afraid of them. It's possible. I actually had some porcelain dolls as a kid um, that were given to me. I wasn't really that interested in them, but they were given to me. And um, they, like, after seeing the one episode... They creeped me the fuck out. I didn't want them anymore. I did not want to look at them. If it was dark, I, like, hid from them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, going and back and watching there's now. There's Chucky. There's Annabelle. Yeah. There's uh, other ones. 
Well, speaking Another of one? this, Seb, do you want to talk about that particular yeah, tale? Because I you, will... this one has been bothering you for a long time, if yeah. I remember correctly. Um, I mean, it porcelain dolls haven't scared me for a very long time. But, right, but, um, the... <laughs> but this... Raggedy Ann. Raggedy Ann is terrifying. No, um, terrifying. Terrifying. Uh, so, um, as a kid, this was kind of like... I never really watched Goosebumps, but I watched this. At least when I could, I watched this, and when I was feeling brave enough. Um, at my school, I think this was really the thing that people were, um, like, people would read all of the Goosebumps books, but this was the one we were like, wow, well, are, are you brave enough to watch Are You Afraid of the Dark? You can watch that, right? And like, yeah, I could watch it. Um, but, uh, so this one came on one time and I watched it. And basically this episode is, um, there's this girl and she goes off to spend the weekend with her aunt and uncle in the country. Yeah. And, um, her friend from next door is, um, has moved away and she's like, oh no, what, where'd she go? And then she goes and investigates their house, which is empty now. Um, and she finds this dollhouse and what she finds out is the friend, um, didn't just move away. She disappeared and she disappeared into this dollhouse and is becoming a porcelain doll. Um, wow. Like, her hand will even come off. Her hands were, like, kind of, um, like, Manic-y. stiff and stuck together. Yeah, mannequin-y. Mm-hmm. She had this, like, um, the makeup isn't, like, great, but you could tell they're trying to make it look like she's very pale, powdered, you know, that porcelain doll painted face kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so she she goes in and discovers, um, you know, the door in the attic leads somehow like a magic portal into the dollhouse but then the dollhouse the window in the dollhouse um because the dollhouse is shaped the same way as the actual house um still goes outside it's it's kind of this weird you know yeah it's, alter it's dimension portal thingy yeah but yeah um so yeah i didn't it was, mind that as a, as yeah a to it. i mean they're short they're like 20 25 minutes each so yeah, they can't was, like do clever. anything really long yeah um, but I remember being terrified of, um, porcelain dolls after that, because I was like, what if that was a person? What if somebody uh, went in a dollhouse? What if somebody got turned into that doll? That's a person. Uh-huh. It's um, one of those things that good horror media and even, you know, some of the Goosebumps books will do this. If they yeah. can get you thinking about an idea long after you put the thing down, then it, then it's success. Yeah. And oh, I was also, oh. um. Just real quick, I think I think it's my brother, my brother and me, the McElroy podcast. I believe mm-hmm. they got into a extended bit where they were buying haunted. Oh, it was on the TV show. They had a TV show on Amazon Prime, and they um, were buying haunted dolls on Amazon and eBay and stuff. <laughs> and they, it like started out as a joke, and then they would show up, and they'd be like, "I really don't like this thing." <laughs> like it's the the haunted doll, um, like oh, in its past life, it was this. Um, is definitely a uh, lasting theme of a horror. Yeah, I, I think it's you know the sentimentality of dolls and then their kind of uncanny life likeness in a lot of things kind of fuels that for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But um, so the other thing that scared me about this episode until the one episode, they made the ones where they can blink. No, those are even worse because if they get stuck, like the eye eye yeah. lids get stuck, it's really weird <laughs> and creepy. I hate that. Um. Yeah, I didn't want to interrupt you again, but now that they yeah. can blink, it's much worse. <laughs> it, it is. Um, so, uh, yeah, the other thing that 
scared me about this episode was the like transformation part. Like not just the doll I have could be a person, but mm-hmm. I could get turned into a doll. Um, or I could get turned into anything. Right, the anything. possibility is there. The danger is there. Yeah, the danger is there. If you go in the wrong door. Yeah. Um, though what what also it kind of influenced was, like, um, I was always kind of looking for that, like, secret passage kind of thing. Like, the secret passage into or out of the dollhouse. Um, maybe not a dollhouse specifically, but I was always like, you could open your closet door one day, and there's a staircase somewhere. Mm. Whoa! Um... But yeah, this this episode terrified me, but I still wanted to watch, um, you know, the other episodes because I was like, I'm a big kid, even though I'm like seven years old. Um, and uh, so I also watched, I don't think you, did you guys watch the Tale of the Silver Sight? No. Uh, I did. Yeah. Um, so oh, I only watched uh, We'll get into it watched... later, but I did also watch that and, and I have actually more to say I about that. only watched it just because um, she was telling me, she's like, Oh, I remember watching a, a movie when I was a kid, or uh, and it was um, there was something that was really creepy, and they pulled uh, the eye out of a carousel horse, and I think it was Are You Afraid of the Dark? And I'm like, yeah. oh. Are You Afraid of the Dark? Did get a TV movie, and I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, let me look it up, and it definitely was the thing that she remembered. Mm-hmm. So we we watched it because it was something that she could recall from childhood, yeah. which is uh, the reason that I selected. Well, one of the reasons that I selected one of the other episodes, but um, I was gonna since. You don't remember a whole lot about the uh, Fear Soup episode, Cam. I was going to have you uh, do that, but if you, since you watched that a while ago, I'll, let's have you talk about uh, Tale of the yeah. Dead Man's Do we Do we want to yeah. talk a little bit about um, what you guys just kind of generally yeah, thought about, about the, the Dollhouse, doll, one. dollhouse yeah. one? All right, yeah, yeah. Let's talk I about already talked about mine, but uh, you guys can go. Um, the Dollhouse one is, like, the least compelling to me in terms of, like, a scary way, even though the fate of being trapped forever in a dollhouse is, like, creepy. Yeah. But I think the acting in this one had a really good hook. Yeah. Like... The acting in general is bad and cheesy, um, Mm. but the... In this one, it was especially campy and cheesy. Yeah. Getting in and out in 22 minutes, though, I think that this story does not have any parts that it doesn't need. Yeah. Like, it's... uh, I agree. It's, it's like... It's very lean. It's like, all right, we got the girl. She likes playing with her friend. Friend's gone. Uh, They say she moved away. Later, they tell her that she didn't move away. She disappeared, and that they couldn't, that her parents couldn't find her, and that they were really sad, and that she's almost certainly dead. And the the kid doesn't want to believe it. Goes into the old house because she thought she saw them, and then discovers the secret of the dollhouse. And then it's like the the parents are like, "Oh my god, I I tried to keep her away from there." Like they don't know. They don't know exactly mm-hmm. what happened. They just know that uh, the friend disappeared. Yeah, we are we already covered all this. I think. Yeah, I think exactly. We need yeah. To so through. like, but but like I mean like it doesn't have any fat like there's nothing about that to cut not that the, having fat is a bad thing in in a script it's just yeah it just i can't feels... think of even any lines that would be throwaway lines like all of them have a yeah. purpose like even when the uncle's like oh you want to come help me on the septic tank and she's like ah oh, no thanks uncle you know and that's kind of mm-hmm. showing like she has nothing to do and she really doesn't want to really be around them yeah i liked when oh. she got excited for bingo night that was that was funny I almost thought she was being like overly enthusiastic to please them. Um, <laughs> but it was kind of a hard read for me because I didn't know. I didn't always know what the acting intended in that situation. Because it's a yeah, kid and then a, it's campy. She was, a good, she was a good child actor. Yeah. I thought she mm-hmm. did really Seemed well. better. Yeah. I think but, the, you know, the it's other a kid. girl, her friend wasn't that good. But, you know, what are you going to ask no. for? No. She was she was exactly. also the porcelain doll, so it didn't. She's supposed to be turning into a doll, right? <laughs> right. So it's like, yeah. 
hey, if you ask me, she was the porcelain doll in terms of acting beforehand. <laughs> Not good at it. <laughs> All, right. All right. Is that a term? No. No. Um, so... <clears throat> So um, the other, I, yeah, I think that this this works uh, as a premise, and I, I like the idea that it's like uh, her stories are always weird, <laughs> and like she brings a dollhouse for a prop. Oh yeah, like at the very beginning of the story. episode, at the Midnight Society campfire, um, this like one kid is like, wow, 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 I want to listen to the story, and then it's this girl, and she's like, I'm gonna tell a doll story, and he's like. Oh, fuck uh, off. Come whatever. on. Whatever. <laughs> and he tries to go to sleep, but then he's actually very interested. And then at the very end of the episode, um, they all leave. And somehow there, she has had a doll that looks exactly like that kid there. And I thought this was really clever. He's like, how did you get that? And she's like, that's a story for another time. And I'm like, ooh. <laughs> Spooky. Yeah. Um. This is like a. I think that like having these dolls that look exactly like the people is like if I was actually there on that night. I think that's the only like redeeming quality to this story. It's not like terrible or anything, mm-hmm. but I'd be like, uh, oh, holy shit! Like, what? what yeah, that was a weird, weird that? pull at the end. Yeah, it makes <laughs> just it like just me. a little bit creepier. Yeah, I, but I, you know, I think that I think the episode gets the job done. I don't think it's particularly uh, amazing, but I did, I did like it. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, Cam, did you have any thoughts on this one? Um, yeah, I liked it. I think it, you're right. It's very nice and compact. You know I like a quick story. So um, mm-hmm. I like that the what's happening in this episode is really vague. Like you don't see her uh, like open the do- the tiny door to the dollhouse and then she's gets shrunk down into the dollhouse. You know, like she opens a mm-hmm. door in the attic in the real house and then is in the dollhouse and can't go out the same door. Yeah. Which I thought was neat. And you don't have to do a bunch of shit like this dollhouse was made by a wizard who traps people <laughs> and turns them into... It's like, no, it's just... Uh, it's weird. It's one of those things like... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Say, you yeah. open your door and there's a staircase in it or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. one of those... Um, kind of one of those Twilight so Zone kind of qualities where yeah. nobody... On our previous... Like, sometimes they'll explain it, but other times they're, yeah. they're like, that's just how it is and that's fucked up. It's, that's on our previous terror sode... I complained about Stephen King wanting to explain his shit a little too much, mm. um, like having to justify every little <clears throat> reason that something mysterious is happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I don't think that these these stories have that problem, probably because they're so compact. Uh, Cam, did you want to talk about one of the episodes in a little more detail? Um, yeah, I can talk about the pool one. I thought that one was really good. Yeah, um, I think that one was. I was looking it up on lists, and um, I was looking up lists of like best "Are You Afraid of the Dark" episodes to see what people remembered, what the consensus was, and then it just so happened that the the one that was considered the quote best happened to be one that I remembered from when I was a kid. Oh, I wow. remember. I remembered uh, not much about it. I don't. Rem- I didn't like remember the plot of, to it or anything. I just remembered a ghost that looked like a rusty corpse getting out of the pool, <laughs> and I remember thinking that that was so cool. Oh yeah. Um, so. Uh... This one, I think, actually, on the opposite of the Dollhouse one, I would have liked to see this one stretched out. I think they could have done a TV movie with this because I think mm-hmm. the actors and the story in this one is is re- done really well. Like, I really liked. Yeah, the characters are much better. I did not expect to like a love story in a "Are You Afraid of the Dark" episode. <laughs> like, right. I thought that was really sweet them getting together. I I really liked, and the end is not like. Oh, he loves to swim now. It's like, no, he still doesn't really like to swim, which is understandable because there was a uh, a dead guy in the pool. 
but he's okay <laughs> yeah. with water. But anyway, so a quick, real quick uh, synopsis of this one. Um, it opens with this guy, classic. So first of all, it's it's Friday the 13th. Like the Right. I, I said the same thing to Emily when we were watching this. I'm like, oh, shit, is this just Friday the 13th when it starts? It ends up not going in a different direction. But this guy is dating this girl, way. and he's the lifeguard, and her brother drowns in the pool. And then they cut away from that, and they go uh, way ahead of time. They find out that the pool um, section has been closed off of the school, and the, the and nobody knows about it. Right, yeah, which is oh, just great stuff. Who, who among us in a school that didn't have a pool would tell people that there was a pool at the school? That's a classic <laughs> thing. Yeah. It's a clumsy sentence, some, but you always say, "Oh, you don't know pool. about the pool." Yeah, and you know what's cool is I I had actually found stuff kind of like this at UConn when I was there. Um, mm. Not a whole pool. But in the basement of my dorm, there was kind of like, there was a disused um, kitchen because the Ooh. catering services and there actually used to be like a small dining hall attached to the dorm. Um, so we didn't know it was back there, but one time the door was open. So it means some friends kind of like snuck back there and we're like, no, oh, it's a whole kitchen. What? <laughs> um, and then I also went down in the basement of, um, another dorm one time and it was all dirt. It was just piles of dirt. And then somebody had written the, um, the lyrics to a Linkin Park song on the wall. Oh yeah. Of, we like, talked about this. Yeah. yeah and there's a bunch of b- broken bi- bikes down there. You can find some creepy <laughs> stuff in schools. Um, yeah, not necessarily a... those were creepy, but there's some abandoned stuff nobody uses. It's just there. Yeah, I love the idea of that and the stupid way that they come upon it, which is like kind of a brush away. Like I guess that could be it. Is this nerdy kid is like I was figuring out the volume of the school and I figured out that this you couldn't get into this area. Which is like why were you doing? That? Yeah, no. The, <laughs> but... the way that he he's like I was trying to figure out the volume of the school. I'm like, how did you realize that this was here? You could have just like measured all the rooms. That you Maybe had if he had to. an aerial view of the school. He got a drone in the year 1994. <laughs> I don't know. Google Maps in 94. <laughs> he was like, well, um, the shadows on this end of the school and the shadows on <laughs> that end of the school kind of indicate like a little bit more of a curvature than we can actually see. Or maybe an old <laughs> map or something. This is all, mm-hmm. you can add all this into my pitch to make this into a movie. <laughs> but, um, uh, I don't remember exactly why he's afraid of the water. Does he have some connection? Um, was that his he brother? Got- no, no, um, he got caught in some uh, like tangleweed oh, at right, a lake. Right, right. He was swimming in as a kid. Extremely normal reason for not liking water. Oh yeah. yes, very good. <laughs> I didn't but, like the so, beach because of the seaweed. So um, he's interested in this girl who is like on the swim team or whatever, and that she's complaining about having to drive all the way to practice when they could just practice in this abandoned pool. So she gets it refurbished, and. Um, She's failing in science, so he's yeah. like, "Okay, I'll tutor you in science." You I liked teach her as a character. Swim. She was a really. She was great. Both yeah. of them, both the girls and him. I think the the dynamic between all three of them was really good. Mm-hmm. But then I'm enjoying this, and then it ramps up uh, a lot when they uh, there's there is something pulling them to the bottom of the pool, and but they can't see it, so they use um, some uh, middle school science to uh, dye the guy red or something with the reaction because he's acidic. Or something yeah. like that. Doesn't I was matter. kind of but like, anyway. why is he made of acid? He's like a spirit. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> this is one of this is one of How did the school have funding don't... to fix the pool? <laughs> That's what I wanted to know. Yeah, exactly. don't even worry but, uh, about it. It's just enjoy the it's story. It's for sports. Yeah, they so have then funding. I'm expecting some uh shitty looking Jason guy to pop out of the pool, but instead this insane demonic, like peeling rusty 
it's a fresh man, like, like really lake tall monster guy swamp thing. comes out of the thing. And I was genuinely surprised, like, oh, shit, this he is actually a looked pretty good. Looking, uh, monster. Yeah. He looks it great. didn't look like a guy in a suit. It looked and like then, a monster. Uh, they chase him. He gets chased around. They find out that the lifeguard who's got that girl's brother drowned is one of the teachers. He has a heart attack. I think attack, he's a and coach they, they or They kill the monster or whatever. It's not important, but um, I really like that one. I think the, the dynamic between the characters was my favorite part. And then seeing the monster really sold me on it. I was mm-hmm. like, wow, that is a good looking monster. I don't care about yeah. the justification of how it comes to be or whatever, but I yeah, was for not a expecting that. It does not like have that. a lot of monsters. For them to be like, yeah, we built this over a burial ground and um, <laughs> uh, one of the spirits, one of the spirits got fucked up or one of the corpses didn't get moved and he's pissed off about it and he comes out and he looks like a hundred year old corpse uh, colored <clears throat> really in red dye, mm-hmm. which is what happened. And it's like, oh, this is, this rules. Like, that's just a good look for him and like, Having something you can't see grab you in the water is already a good fear moment, especially for a kid. But, like, that's... Oh, man. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, a good Having dead people in the water is creepy, too. Movie. Which has happened at a public pool in, like, the Boston area, yeah, yeah. I think. No rust-colored corpses got out, though. No. Just a dead <laughs> person. Um, and, uh, Cam, how did they defeat this ghost? Um, they turn him into a baking sort of volcano or something? I don't remember. Yeah. They fucking blow him up. They're like, well, he's made of... Well, wait, the ghost is made of water. Like, it's... Or he's made of mostly water. And that's how (coughs) it travels. It goes through grates and stuff. And it's pissed off that it can be seen. So it starts attacking them more directly. Mm -hmm. So then they're like, well, if he's made of water, I know how to take care of that. The science geek from earlier brings up something that happened earlier in the episode, which is he... Uh, you know, does the thing that everyone learns uh, does when they learn about two chemicals interacting with each other and puts they magnesium make in water. In your yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So he's For like, my all right, project. I got, uh, I'm going to put magnesium in this water, and he just fucking blows up the ghost. I didn't know you could just do that. I thought they were going to have good. to like put his salt to rest. I was or worried. Something. I don't no, know I what so... interactions chlorine has with magnesium, but I was a little bit worried about that. Rest in peace. <laughs> no, it's so good though. It's so. I love the idea that it's like we gotta get in, we gotta get out of the story. We're at the twenty minute mark already, and it's just like just blow, blow up. up the ghost. <laughs> uh, that is not a knock on this episode. I think it does a great job. Mm-hmm. And the characterization moments afterwards, where they're like, "Hey, you want to go for a swim?" and they're not worried about it anymore, is like a really sweet touch. Yeah, oh, yeah. and it's you know what? I, I liked. Um, Very nice. I liked that uh, the nerd kid wasn't like I think his name was Zeke or something, which is very much mm. not a nerd name to me. But it's extremely 90s. Um, he wasn't like the, well, actually, um, he's made out of water. Like, he wasn't one of those, like, super nerdy, you know, they has a like pocket a protector. Bit. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's just he a normal cool. kid who likes science, not like a big nerdy dork who trips over himself or anything. Like, he's he's just a normal person who built a volcano. Um, <laughs> right. Whereas she's, yeah, like, the, I mean, the go-getter, like... I can do anything, boss babe. Swim team girl. Team girl, like swim team girl. Girl boss. Um, girl boss. She's a girl boss. Um, but yeah, so, and that's kind of nice for a, um, like a kids show where the characters aren't all one note. Yeah, I thought the characters yeah. were really good. Absolutely. Um, uh, you want to so round out the like, last one? Yeah. Or and then we'll I, talk absolutely. about Silver or whatever. Silver Sight. I don't want to talk about Silver Sight for too long, but we'll we'll, we'll definitely get into it. Um, yeah, the last one uh, is another one. This one was a big surprise for me. I picked it based, uh, I saw it on a list 
like uh, the the previous one, but also because this one has an amazing title, which is Tale of the Dangerous Soup. Yeah. Like, how could <laughs> no, that yeah, possibly be scary? I was just scrolling through. I thought now, something was going to come out yeah. of the soup. Right, right. It's the, the same guy from the pool no. thing comes out of the soup. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing that stuck out to me about this, after, of course, the, the title, it's like, oh, Tale of the Dangerous Soup. But, it, soup. okay, so, so in the, can I say, in the episode... The soup is called the dangerous soup, but it's in French, so it sounds fancy. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember what it was called. I'm gonna look it up. Um, so the dangerous soup. Uh, this is a the story being told, and uh, uh, something I liked about this right off the bat is it's about characters that are slightly older than other ones. Mm-hmm. You can tell that these are like kids in their like <laughs> late teens or twenties, as opposed to the fucking you know. Yeah, because they're 13, getting waiter jobs normally. Bus yeah, exactly. Yeah. These these people are these people are working. And there's the they're, one kid um, lives like, on his own. Real right. quick, I, f- I found um what it is. I'm gonna what is play it? it. All right. La soupe dangereuse. Yeah. <laughs> so it's basically <laughs> la soupe dangerous. La soupe dangerous. La dangerous soup. No, um, I, yes, uh, this. So there's a a guy. Oh God! What is his name? Doctor something? Doctor? He's a doctor. Vink. Doctor Fink. Chef Doctor Vink. Doctor Vink. Doctor Vink. And um, With a v- he's like, "What are you, a chef or a doctor?" And he's like, "Shut up! Do you want the job or not?" And then uh, it's like all you know. It's like, "Hey, I have to take this job." That kid had the job, worst job interview well. ever, and the guy was like, yeah. "Perfect." Yeah. But the thing is, like, if you once you learn about his business model, it's like you probably just got to take everyone, right? If you use them up and then you kick them out, then you're then you're yeah. probably not too picky soup, about who you hire. This is but the I kid goes in and he's like... The soup is so good that it doesn't matter what he does. Like, you yeah. could have the worst yeah. wait staff in the world and no one would give a shit because mm-hmm. the yeah, soup is exactly. so good. Pe- yeah, the soup is so good. People want to... Uh, I really like the conceit of this episode, right? Uh, it's like, oh, there's something about this soup. The soup is $100. The soup has a secret ingredient. It's just a shot uh, of adrenaline. <laughs> it's literally a shot of adrenaline. Basically, yeah. But the thing is, that's the, no food can do that to you in the real world. Mm-hmm. And I think that if there was something that could, then you probably would have people coming back for it every time. In the same way that you get people coming back to ride the same roller coaster a dozen time, times in a row. Yeah. Yep. People want to um, be dead. <laughs> well. I want to anyway, have hypnagogic jerks uh, when this, I'm going to sleep because my brain anyway, hasn't uh, fixed itself from being on <laughs> the roller coaster. This is unrealistic. <laughs> that happened this to me. This episode... <laughs> This episode is about, you know, they're, they're working in this restaurant. This guy's working in this restaurant. He's like, hey, I need the job. And he's just, you know, he's getting kind of mentored by an older server there at this restaurant. This soup is very mysterious. It has a secret ingredient. It, it, it costs $100 a bowl. And you can only like, have one bowl a night. And you can only have one bowl a night. Per customer. Yes. And all this stuff would probably work on its own, even if the soup was just, like, pretty good as, like, marketing stuff, mm-hmm. you know, to get rich people there. It's like it's, it's to prevent people from scalping the soup. You like buy a bowl of soup. You buy a bowl of soup, bring it home, and sell it for five hundred dollars. Yep. <laughs> I like it. Anyway, um, so he's like trying to figure out. He's like, oh, there's something going weird. He's like, it's mostly a normal restaurant, except for the secret hundred dollar soup and that people would just quit out of nowhere with that with no reason and i of course uh laughed at that and i'm like that's not that weird for a that's restaurant, the restaurant that's absolutely if, if nobody's quitting out of out of just randomly at a restaurant <coughs> there's something weird about that restaurant yeah, right they i must was, be paying their myself, employees uh, <laughs> well, what i was <laughs> what i was thinking is like 
oh, it's not that they're quitting for no reason. They're quitting because the, the head chef is an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> which, you he's know, like, he's like, I uh, can't figure it out. <laughs> Why are they quitting? But um, eventually he uh, sort of corners uh, Dr. Vink into telling him what's in the soup. Yeah, after they, uh, like, accidentally witness um, another girl being treated to... Right. uh, Supified. Being supified. Stupefied. it's not... The easy thing would be that people are getting turned into soup, right? The easy thing would be... That's what I immediately thought. I I sent Nick a message. I was like, it's oh, it's just people soup. It's just Soylent Green. No, it's not Soylent Green. And that's what makes it... Even though it is green. This is actually, like, a... This is mm. a clever idea for an episode, and it didn't have to be. You could have gotten away with like total garbage. It would have the premise <laughs> itself probably would have still been pretty good. But like, um, they lock the they lock the person in a room, and then this stone the gargoyle freezer. comes out. Yeah, right, they lock them in the freezer, and a stone gargoyle comes out of a panel in the freezer, and it like knows their fear and it simulates it. It knows their worst fear and it simulates it in that room, and. The, the fear that is generated on that person gets, like, turned into a liquid that gets put in a tiny little bottle on the outside of the room that the guy uses. And he's like, I only need one drop in a drum of this soup. Mm-hmm. And that, that's, like, all I need. Mm-hmm. And, like, honestly, that's – this guy is running a real racket. It's, it's good. It's, it's, good. it's like, that's, that's a good business yeah. idea. And as soon as is, they leave the chamber, they don't remember what happened to them. Right. Because yeah. so, otherwise she'd be like, this is fucked up, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I got to get the uh, FDA in here. Um, I did like that her greatest fear was having her head cut up, cut off by one of those swinging axes. From no, Dark her Souls. greatest fear was blades. That's why she was talking about the knives oh. earlier. Yeah. So they're just so they're just she just doesn't want to be cut, and it's just a theatrical way of her being cut. Mm-hmm. I was thinking of much more down. specific. Yeah. No, she's afraid yes. of knives and sharp things. I guess. Um. And then we find out that our main character, his fear is uh, getting the shit kicked out of him by his dead uncle, mm-hmm. which is like. <laughs> That's you know that's, that's deep like, for a kids show like yeah, that. It's like that's, I was, yeah, the, the kid like, has wow, no family and he was abused. Makes good soup it's, though. Yeah. So the, the abuse good for to, soup. And then they're that's like, all right, soup. we can't let him keep doing this. This is fucked up. And then they let the gargoyle out. <laughs> yeah. And the way that thing flies through, that is the worst like effect I have ever seen in my life. It it took a it didn't take away really from the rest of the episode, but it, it just like it broke the immersion for me not that there was much to begin with but whatever there was that's the problem when you overextend a little bit like the the monster in the pool looked so good and we were all it looked really good yeah and then i watched dangerous soup and then it it was that little gargoyle right right but i think that overall this episode was was really good this was another highlight for me along with um along with uh the tale of the dead dead man's float the other last one we just talked about Mm -hmm. um I really liked this. I thought it had a clever idea, executed it well. Uh, it was a little corny, but I did like it, you know? Yeah. And it's, like, it's something I haven't seen a million times before, which is, you know. Also, I didn't remember, like, so one half of the things I watched for this episode, mm-hmm. um, for this terrorisode, were mm-hmm. included some amount of, like, romance in them. Like, the, um, I mean. It, they're teenagers. Yeah, they're, they're teenagers. They're teenagers. What are they it was just weird about? to me because I remember it being more about, like, the spooks which it, it is Probably about because maybe as a kid you weren't concerned with that you were i wasn't like, i wasn't you're ghost. right yeah i'm like show me your booze um <laughs> but uh nice yeah um one other thing about this episode that i just thought was like a little bit that this was me cracking on it was um the um 
So Dr. Vink was like, in my travels, I found this band of warriors and they had this talisman that drew the fear out of everybody they, they met. And uh, I used it to create soup. I'm like, ah, yeah, typical colonial appropriation. Stealing spices from other countries. Yeah, stealing spices. <laughs> I didn't even think about Steal, it in that way. Stealing talismans like, to make like, ah, soup. I went to, I went to go find paprika, but I found the fear gar- gargoyle instead. But it's got the same, same effect. Good. You know, it means I can charge more for my soup. Um, but I thought this was great. I thought this was another talismans. great one. And... Um, uh, Seb, if you want to talk a little, I, I want to mention just offhandedly that I, there was one that I didn't assign that mm-hmm. I did watch called The Tale of the Super Specs that has More a great soup? episode. Super Specs. Yeah. Super Specs as in like, it's yeah, like yeah, magic yeah. glasses. We know, we understand. Stu- fucking More stupid soup. fake x-ray glasses. Yeah. Um, when you look through them, uh, is when this, every time this girl looks through them, she sees shadowy figures that can't be interacted <gasps> with or people. seen by anyone else. And she they, they are like moving people. towards her. Oh, no. And it's just like she she's like she feels like she's going crazy over the whole episode, and they eventually find out that she is seeing another dimension converging with converging with theirs. Ooh, and I wanted stuff. to make this one notable because this one has a bad ending, and I feel like you can get away oh. with having a bad ending in an Are You Afraid of the Dark episode because it's a story within the world of the the show. Yeah, what the hell? Why not? You you can get by the fucking censors by saying no, 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 no. They didn't die in a story that somebody was telling. Somebody yeah, the, the Dangerous yeah. Soup episode we didn't even mention because I guess it didn't really stick out to us. He keeps making the soup. He gets his talisman <laughs> yeah, back and he just yeah, keeps exactly. making the soup. He's uh, they're yeah. stuck in there and yeah. he's like, I'm gonna be in business for a very long time, is what he says. Yeah, uh, exactly. I would have felt unsatisfied room? if they. No, he got like, it back. Yeah. or you got it again. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, he has he another one at the end of the episode. I don't know. But like you can get away with these bad endings because of that. And I think that that makes the, the show good. It's like one of those things that like obviously there should be bad endings. There should be some kind of tension, even for a kid's story, because like you don't if stuff gets resolved all the time, it gets boring. Yeah. If, if you're especially if you're doing a, a, a vaguely horror thing. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, that one had a really good ending, but it was just a good episode in general. And um, Seb, you and I both saw The Tale of the Silver Sight, yeah. which is the TV movie they did in 99, 2000. Yeah, so this wasn't really um, assigned for the right. we got to stop episode. using the word assigned. Assigned. <laughs> suggested, okay. maybe. This wasn't assigned. suggested. Was um, like, we had, like, three episodes that we were all going to watch, and we did that. Um, and then me and Nick, I especially wanted to do Silver Sight, um, or at least uh, because it's the length of three episodes – um, but I wanted to watch through it because it's, I think, besides the dollhouse one, it was the one I remembered the most vividly, and it actually influenced me, um, a lot on the playground at the time. Um, so in this episode, um, it brings back a bunch of the, um, I think it might be the original cast or, um, a bunch of the original members of, or in the show at least of the midnight society when they're older mm-hmm. uh one of them's gone to college you know they're you know and the younger ones are all still they're like late high school kind of ish um but uh so the um that character's grandfather has died and he wants to find out why um especially since it turns out that his grandfather was part of the very original midnight society um in like the 30s i guess um, and this is part. Oh, okay. I was gonna say this is part of the revival, but no, this is part of the original. No, series. this is part of. It's a continuation of the original. It's not like it wasn't happening at the same time as the original, but it was. It was kind of a continuation of that. Whereas what's yeah, going okay. on now is a revival slash reboot. Um, yeah. So, 
Turns out, so he was part of the original Midnight Society. The original Midnight Society um, came across, like, a charm, like an evil charm that they didn't know was evil. Um, they started making kind of wishes or requests of it. Um, and it started hurting people. Do. Yeah. It started hurting people while granting them their wishes. So they mm. decided, oh, no, we've got to, you know, hide it and lock it up. So they hid it and locked it up. Um and um, only one of them knows where, it, only one of them knew where it was, and he died. Um, but he left, like, a record um, saying something about it, like, where it was, and putting the record together. They each had, like, a piece of the record, all of the mm-hmm. five first members. Um, if you put those all together, you would be able to figure out where it was. Um so uh it's kind of a standard like gather the pieces and uncover the history story thing. it's a little weird because it's all about like it's this is the stories crossing over into the real world yeah and it's also interesting because the very first aired episode of are you afraid of the dark was about a monkey's paw style story Mm -hmm. called the tale Mm -hmm. of the twisted claw yeah so it's it kind of goes back all the way in the theme. Yeah, and this one but was it's cool. A, it's a well-structured three-parter. It, it does a good job, and it's got some good imagery. I think that the the imagery that sticks out to me is something that's uh, stuck with Emily for years and years, which is mm-hmm. the pulling plucking the eye out of a, oh, yeah. a carousel. Horse. And the whole carousel scene. And when it was actually kind of funny how dramatic it was, but it was actually kind of a cool shot. Was when they all kind of walk into the um, <laughs> the. Uh, amusement park together in that long line and there's like mist behind them and they're kind of lit up like that do you remember that shot nick i do yeah it was actually and it's playing the theme song but like um kind of retooled to sound way more dramatic and i just that was the coolest thing i remember as a kid that that was the coolest thing um but so as a kid i watched this um series and um i was like whoa they they found all the pieces and they found the puzzle um (laughs) somebody so my my elementary school playground was kind of a wreck Mm -hmm. um there were thorns everywhere (laughs) there were thorns that they kept trying to cut back and they kept growing back um there were you know broken pieces of glass and shit all over the place um and there were broken bits of vinyl record um they were far more shattered like this, this has like five pieces of record, I think, in it, four or five pieces. Yeah. Um, and uh, so after seeing this, me and my best friend at the time started collecting these tiny pieces of vinyl record off the playground because we were like, if we can put this together, we'll find out a secret. We'll find out. <laughs> um, and you're actually putting together like a Huey Lewis and the News record, <laughs> if you're lucky. It's not. It's not it's like I had a way square. to put them together, or like I knew how to use a vinyl player. Like my mom had a vinyl player, but she never used it um, anymore. Yeah, can you least. imagine playing a glued together record? <laughs> it probably <laughs> the, wouldn't work very well, especially because these were be teeny tiny slivers. Like it got run over by a truck, um, yeah. which it probably had. I don't know. Um, so my backpack was full of tiny pieces of vinyl record and acorns. Because um, <laughs> I wanted to, I brought the acorns home so I could try to get squirrels to come up to me and eat them out of my hands. Did not work. Um, uh, those bastards. But uh, yeah, this this particular episode kind of influenced me a lot on the playground. Me and, me and my best friend were like, we're going to go solve mysteries and there's ghosts on the playground. And hmm. wow, we're going to catch them. And wow. Um 
But yeah, that's kind of why I wanted to rewatch this one because I remember this one so vividly with the carousel and um, the final record pieces. And I, I hadn't seen it in so long and I was like, do I really remember that right? And I did. I remember the whole thing. <laughs> um, the real mystery is cleaning up after the last generation. Yeah. Which, um, so in the end, um, after they find the silver site, which was in the carousel horse eye, um, they, uh, you know, they kind of save the day, they defeat the demon, there's this creepy little kid demon who looks like he's, like, from the colonial era, I don't know, um, Mm -hmm. but he's got, like, this raggedy hair and he keeps coming around and taunting all the characters all the time, um, but, uh, at the very end, after all that's done... It cuts back to the Midnight Society telling a story, but it's the original Midnight Society telling oh, that story, which is, like, really fun. Um, and you're kind of like, oh, but was that whole thing their story, or was it them prophesizing and this actually happened? Mm. But um, I, I thought this special was fun that instead of being a story, this was actually happening to the Midnight Society kids. And these kids, um, the actors have grown up, so the acting was a bit better than it was when they were actually kids. Um, And I just thought... Yeah, that's a great way to do a a callback to the Yeah, this whole whole special, I thought, you know, it's still campy, it's still cheesy, you know, there's not too much of a, like, whoa, oh my god, you know, twist moment. But I thought this special was more compelling than the other three episodes that we watched. Um, I don't know, I had a lot of fun with it. It was just fun I for me. I don't know. It bled to, to, for me. I think it just bled just a little bit too much into something I could get somewhere else, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, like if, if I, what I liked about Are You Afraid of the Dark was how it was unique. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to other kids' shows or other live action shows. And this just kind of felt like a Disney Channel original movie. I mean, it was kind of a Nickelodeon original movie. Yes, right. but I mean, what I mean is like. Made in Canada, I think. It, there wasn't something. <laughs> I think th- I think this was one it. of those Made in Canada series. It seems like Absolutely. one of those. A lot of the credits are French names. Why don't we give this our patented ratings? Okay. Sounds um, like a good idea. Yeah. Um, Nick, you want to go first? Uh, well, I don't think we have to go individually. I think we should just go by rating, and I think we have yeah. to start with pumpkins, pumpkins. And I'm going to give this. Zero pumpkins. Zero. Wow. It clearly takes place in the summer most of the time. <laughs> no, Curse of Dollmaker. <laughs> Did you look Australia. at the foliage? Tale of Tale of the uh, Dollmaker. The foliage was very fall in the fall. So there is at least one pumpkin. Myth so they're telling busted. a story about the fall in the summer. I'm with Seb. One pumpkin. <laughs> one, pumpkin. <laughs> one pumpkin. Okay. All right. I'll, I I'll, watched I'll, it. Wait, no. There's also a gargoyle. Two pumpkins. <laughs> What? Two pumpkins. <laughs> Two pumpkins. What's the rule on that? It's assumed is... that there's pumpkin in the soup that he makes. Three pumpkins. Oh. <laughs> okay. It's whatever. subtext. Subtext. It's implied. Soup text. Soup text. Um, hey, I sent out a soup text last night. Screams. So, screams. Uh, I'm giving this. I'm giving this one scream because it seems that. Everyone I've talked to who has seen this as a kid has one episode that they've re- they remembered through the rest of their childhood. Yeah. Like, oh, that image or that concept I'll give it uh, like stuck with me. Two and a half and they, they had to move it to 9 p.m. after, you know, wow. these kids were afraid of the dark. Yeah. So, I mean. Two and a half screams because I specifically remembered one episode and one TV special. 
<laughs> yeah, if it sticks to people, I'm with both of you guys on that. If it sticks to people's like the back of their minds, like those old Shel Silverstein books or whatever, mm-hmm. and if they have to move the time slot, that's a definitive. I'm gonna give it one really long scream. Yeah, I think that's an hour one, long. One child's delay. terrified scream because you jumped out of the closet at them. Yeah, now they're not allowed to watch TV past the 8 p.m. <laughs> uh, I'm giving this uh, three drops of blood. Enough for flavor, but mm. it's not, you know, there's there's some death and there's some implied violence, but it's it's pretty tame when it comes to that sort of yeah. thing. It's a network show. What do you want? It's a network show for children. It's not going to get... Yeah, I'd agree there. You know, very... Yeah. And uh, what are you guys thinking in terms of bats? Bats. I'm uh... going to give it $100 worth of bats, and you can only have it once a night. <laughs> what? You, can you have $100 worth of bats once a night, or you can have $100 worth of bats, like you buy Would them you once, eat... and then you... Oh, I get it. Okay. Tag three friends if you could eat all these bats for $100. I... Could you eat this for $10 quadrillion? <laughs> it's like a McDonald's cheeseburger. I give it um, a shipment of the flying bat. A shipment of the flying bat stupid animatronic thing we used to hang on the ceiling at ac more Ooh, I like that <laughs> it's it's definitely it's definitely a couple cardboard bats for yeah, me i'm feeling bats. it mm. this is this is this is i think uh i think this is a, a five five bats for sure mm. i hope you have enjoyed this listeners this series is uh i have no idea how you're supposed to legally get it but uh it's easy to find <laughs> with one google search it's on daily motion uh, it backwards. is on youtube you can rent <laughs> uh you can rent the episodes Yes. Ew. Not that I'm, I'm paying sure you YouTube would. money. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's the but scariest for thing. High quality all. rips. <laughs> you might. High quality <laughs> standard <laughs> definition '90s rips of a Nickelodeon <laughs> TV show made the in Canada. Is all fucked up. <laughs> Dude, that, that was weird. Motion. Yeah, exactly. Audio you're, was not, weird. you're not missing out. Um, last thing is, I really hope you guys are looking forward to the credits theme for this because it's very. It's perfect. It, the credits theme is exactly what you'd expect. It's very. It's great. Like, it's amazing. Uh, it's my favorite part leaving, of the show. Leaving a carnival haunted house. Yeah. Is the the theme of the credits basically, yeah. and that was what I will, we will be going out with. Thank you for listening to our Are You Afraid of the Dark Terror? So Cam and Seb, thank you so much. No for problem. Thanks being for on introducing with me. this. I think introducing this was, me to this. Seb. I probably saw an episode welcome. before, but you probably did. But you're just like younger enough. You're two years younger than me, so I think. Cause I barely remember watching I might have it. Skipped that one. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I I was like seven when it was on. You would have been like five. Right. So. Hey, listeners, we've got more terrorisodes out there by now. There should be our Vampire Savior one about a monster mash of a fighting game, and our Night Shift one about a Stephen King collection of short stories. Um, and uh, so next, this... we might even be doing more Scream Fortress or Team Fortress Two right. Halloween more event. Sc- or... More Scream Fortress. Uh, we got, got a lot got of more stuff lined up. Coming. So. We have at least three terrorisodes coming by my count after this one you're listening to. And that's not that's right. counting our main episodes and our hazardous materials. Don't which touch that I, dial. That's <laughs> right. Don't die, all. Our cursed y'all. souls Don't will die, be recording y'all. for you for the rest of the month at the very, very least. And mm. we hope you've enjoyed. This has been another. Please don't listen to this. Your soul depends on it. Hello, Scream Monster, Terror Soda Fright 3. Ooh. Killogy. And we'll Bye. see you next time. Children screaming sounds. Children screaming <laughs> sounds. <laughs>